Welcome to episode 7 of the Total Bro Sports Podcast. And we're live. Welcome to episode 7 of the Total Bro Sports Podcast. I'm your, I'm the president of the site, Alex, with Ben, Jack, Kai, and a special guest, Rob, who's an Eagles fan. Thank you all for being here. Um, okay, so why don't we start with today's news. According to ESPN and TMZ, social media caught Dwayne Haskins out partying after a, lo- a loss in a local gentleman's club without a mask. He has since apologized for it, for it, citing, I want to publicly apologize for my actions this past Sunday. I spoke with Coach Rivera yesterday and took full accountability for putting the team at risk. It was irresponsible and mature of me, and I accept responsibility for my action. I also want to apologize for creating a distraction for my team during a playoff push. I will learn and grow from this and do what's best for the team moving forward. Also in the news, the NBA season started is going started last night, when you guys hear this, and the Jets won a, won a game. Now to Ben with the latest on the playoffs. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. All right, so... In the AFC, there's already a few clinches. The Packers have clinched the division, and the Saints and Seahawks have both clinched play. Or no, the NFC they've clinched both. The they both clinched, but not not the divisions. And yeah, the whole NFC East is wide open still, and the Lions have been eliminated. Niners have been eliminated. Falcons and Panthers have. And in the AFC, it's almost set. The Chiefs and Bills have both clinched the division, and the uh, Steelers have clinched a spot in the playoffs. And then there's only two teams right now that aren't projected to be in the playoffs that are not eliminated. That's the Ravens and Raiders. And the Patriots, Broncos, Chargers, et cetera, have all been eliminated. Great. All right, and now we can go to our next segment. Two-minute recap! Chargers and Raiders. Justin Herbert battles it out with Chucky and Derek Carr. Herbert slices and dices the Raiders' defense to the tune of 314 yards and two touchdowns. Carr injures his groin on a scamper, and Mariota finally plays like a second overall pick. To overtime we go. Herbert, on the goal line, sneaks it for a touchdown. Chargers win 30-27. to It's ho- the holiday season, which means the NFL hasn't gifted us glorious Saturday football. Unfortunately... This gift came unwrapped and damaged like my mom's FedEx package. Josh Allen terminated the Bronco defense like they were a bunch of sick horses. A tune of 359 yards and two touchdowns. Drew Locke, on the other hand, seemed like he locked in plays as the offense failed to get anything going. The Bills win in a blowout, 48-19. Panthers at Packers. Saturday Football Part 2. This gift of the game looked to be damaged, but the present was actually intact. Aaron Rodgers tamed the Panthers for much of the first half, until these cats started fighting. In the second half, the Panthers outscored the Packers 13-3, but it was not enough. On the final drive, Bridgewater fourth down, pass sales to Robbie Anderson out of bounds. Packers hold on 24-16. Bucks at Falcons. Atlanta gets a revenge match against Tom Brady, and predictably they go up 17-0 at halftime. 
However, Tom Brady knows the Falcons' choking habits. In the second half, the Bucks stormed back and outscored the Falcons 31 to 10. Brady Bradyed the Falcons again. Bucks win 31-27. 49ers at Cowboys. The Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, gets another shot to, at winning a game in Dak's absence. Without Ezekiel Elliott, Andy Dalton woke up to the tune of 209 yards and two touchdowns. The Jimmy G list 49ers had no answer, no gold left to mine in this lost season. Cowboys win 41-33. Lions at Titans. Lions, Titans, and no Bears. The only thing to be scared of is how much of an embarrassment the Lions organization is. As per usual, the Lions got destroyed by yet another capable franchise. Ryan Tannehill exploded for five touchdowns, three passing and two rushing, and 273 yards, and King Henry kept on establishing his surf to the tune of 147 yards and a touchdown. Titans win 46-25. Texas at Colts. Like the relative strong 373 yards, performance of, from Deshaun Watson. These Colts provide too difficult to handle for the Texans. Phillip passed for more yards than he has children. A late fumble provided to be the ultimate decider in this game. The Texans fumbled it out on the goal line. Colts win. 27-20. H-Priots at Dolphins. Tua continues his run as the, Dolphin, as the Dolphins tank, steamrolling every opponent in his wake. The New England Cheatriots were no different. Cam Newton struggled, throwing for zero touchdowns. Dolphins win 22-12, and the Patriots miss the playoffs for the first time since 2008. Bears at Vikings. Mitch Trubisky back in as starter as Big Dick Nick resets on the bench. Trubisky has been pulling Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Bears as of late, and Sunday proved to be no different. The Bears offense torched the Vikings defense to the tune of 397 yards. The Vikings continue their path to mediocrity as Kirk Cousins throws for 271 yards, two TDs, and a pick. Bears paw their way to victory 33-27, eliminating the Vikings from playoff contention and keeping their slim playoff hopes out of hibernation. Seahawks at football team. Alex Smith out. Dwayne parties and brags after losses. Haskins in. For much of the game, Haskins played like a benched quarterback, tossing two picks and acting like a checkdown magnet. However, in the fourth quarter, he started to play like a first-round quarterback, mounting a near comeback. Seahawks eke it out, 20-15. Cowboys at Ravens! This game was a blowout because Action Jackson ran down the field for touchdown. Looking for the go-to guys, Des Bryant and Mark Andrews. And the Jags could not defend. Minshew Manuel doubled the round. Now in position to draft Trevor Lawrence in an embarrassing 40-14 loss. The Rams v. Jets was, was hard. The Jets went, but... The Jets went, but they realized they needed Trevor, so they tried to throw the game, but it was too late. The Jets win their first game and possibly missing the number one overall pick. Eagles at Cardinals. This was a back-and-forth game with Jalen Hurts throwing touchdown and making Carson Wentz one out. But the Cardinals were too good for them. DeAndre Hopkins score, putting them up 33-26. Cardinals win and are in position to be, to be in the playoffs. Chiefs-Saints. Saints, the Saints were being hammered by the tomahawk off Patrick Mahomes, and they could not stop them scoring left and right. But Breeze and, and the Saints got momentum to come back, but it was too late. Chiefs hold on to win 32-29. Browns at Giants. This game was not close with scrub. Colt McCoy leading the charge, and bonehead, bonehead Freddie Kitchens was making, stu making stupid decisions going forward in the red zone and cost them the game. Browns win 20-6. 
with even another doink by Cody Parkey. Steelers at Bengals. This game was a massive upset. Ryan Finley actually playing like a quarterback in the league, not Kendall Hinton. Uh, Giovanni Bernard was great with the rushing. Uh, in one of the largest upsets on Monday Night History, Bengals win 27-17. And thus concludes two-minute recap. All right. Um, now we're at the part of the show where we can actually talk about all this stuff. So first on the agenda, we're going to talk about Dwayne Haskins violating COVID-19 protocol for the second time this year. All right, to the panel, what do we all think? Why don't we start with Jack? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that since he's already done it once, he probably hasn't learned his lesson. He's going to do it again. And I think Ron Rivera is a disciplined coach, so we should bench him for for Alex Smith. And he should be cut and never signed ever again by any other team for how stupid he is. But boasting about your stats after loss, well, all that matters is the W. And what Mike Tomlin says, we will replace you with someone who can, like, throw good balls. I think, Dwayne, right. Haskins, I think Dwayne Haskins doesn't want to be a starter. If anyone's seen Blue Mountain State, I think he's the Alex Moran of Washington. Just really wants I actually to have Haskins. seen Blue Mountain State. That's true. Just every he's doing everything he can not to be a starter for some reason. All right, yeah, Kai, what seemed, is what is your thoughts? It seemed like uh, it seemed like um, he had some promise at first, especially. Well, I mean, he showed showed some potential at this game, but I might have to start calling him Dwayne Football in in uh, in the honor or maybe dishonor of Johnny Football himself. Uh, worst okay, case interesting. Scenario, Rob, what do you think? Uh, going off of a lot of what you guys said, I mean, I think Dwayne Haskins just, he he doesn't seem to have the desire to want to consistently be a starter in this league. I mean, he he came in with, uh, a not so great franchise in terms of developing quarterbacks. They've had some issues, but I think he had a lot of talent. Uh, but I just don't feel like it, maybe it's the situation. Maybe it was how he started, um, with Gruden in Washington, but I just don't think the the future is there for him. I think, especially not in Washington, he needs he needs out of there. He needs a new start. Oh, I think the pro start. <laughs> he needs no. Yeah, Jack, you had some pretty harsh words. I think with Haskins, though, it's not like I think there were also questions about his talent. Like, can he be a quarterback? Because he has made a lot of a ton of errant throws. And then also the question, there are questions around his maturity, which I would argue is even worse because if you, you could have all the talent in the world, but if you have character issues, you're pretty much done in this league. And yeah, Ryan ask Leaf, Antonio Brown. No, ask Ryan Leaf. Cause he actually tweeted about Haskins saying he's mirroring himself. Oh my God. He was like him. Yeah. I'm glad Ryan that is looking back yeah, on it and realizes his mistakes. <laughs> that was, he had a lot of potential. Yeah, he did have yeah. a lot of potential. When Ryan Leaf is comparing himself to you, you know that's not a good sign. You, you either yeah. need to make big changes or just uh, or just, uh, just get out of the league. Yeah, and he did time, Ryan Leaf. Yeah, he did serve time, yeah. As recently, well, like breaking into a home. <laughs> yeah, as recently as 2014. And then Leaf also was charged with a misdemeanor battery in May. Really I think got his Dwayne is not field. starting. What's up? This. Ron Rivera will cut him. 
Because Ron Rivera is a guy who's a win now guy. Yeah, I think I think uh, um, it says Alex Smith has a a good chance of uh, coming back uh, against uh, I think the Panthers actually. Um, speaking of Ron Rivera, but I think if Alex Smith comes back, Dwayne Haskins is done. He's he's done at least at least with um, Washington. He may get. No, I don't know who would else would want him after this. Like yeah. How undisciplined he is. I know. It just – you put your entire team at risk. Like, not only do you celebrate after a loss, but you violate COVID-19 pro- protocols, which would put your entire team out of the facility, as we've seen with the Ravens and Titans. Similar thing happened to Lou Williams, who left the bubble to go to – like, the NBA bubble to go to a strip club in Atlanta. Same thing. I think – one big but didn't they, Don't they have a hotline in the NBA? Yeah, they did have a hotline. They did. Yeah, All right, yeah Rob, what were you going to say? Well, I think one thing that is really important to consider when talking about Dwayne Haskins and the football team now is that uh, Alex Smith may be the answer for the rest of the season, but Alex Smith is not a long-term answer. Dwayne Haskins is really the only semblance of a long-term answer that they have going forward. And realistically, if you decide to give up on Dwayne Haskins – you're kind of going to give up on your franchise for the next couple of years. Cause Alex Smith is not going to take you to the Super Bowl, And I hate to say it, but he's not that guy. So no. if you're no. not going to get to the Super Bowl and you're going to give up on Dwayne Haskins, I feel like you might as well just start drafting a quarterback this upcoming draft. And I wouldn't be sure. I wouldn't draft up, a quarterback. They should it. draft a left tackle. Yeah. This should probably get some offensive line help. And besides their, their draft picks going to be around. It's, I don't think it's going to be – it's going to be, like, around 15, which is which is the pick they used to get Haskins. No, if they don't make the playoffs, it'll probably be in the, like, 15. But if they do, it's going to be above 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Because the, now they have, like, a, what, 75% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, all they need is a win in the Giants to lose. You know, I think, I think earlier this year I said the NFC East winner would be 6-10. and 10. I think I think that still might happen. Although I, it's looking more likely they're going to be seven and nine, which would yeah. tie the Seahawks in twenty ten. No, I think the issue with Haskins is that, like, yeah, I agree with Rob the point that you you would give up on the franchise if we give up on him right now. But what is what's the message you want to send to the fifty two other players on the roster if we allow this behavior to continue? No, we will cut your ass and get out. I know you just you gotta you got yeah. Smith is not the long term answer at quarterback, but well, he does I don't win know games. This, yeah, I don't know. They should probably just wait to see if there's another one of those like quarterback studded drafts like in 2018. Well, this year there'll actually be like absolutely well, four QBs. No, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. No, I think um. So I think I was watching um, the thanks, um, whatever Thanksgiving week was for this week in sports ball, and one of um, Utree's guest stars, Emp Lemon, talked about Kyle Trask um, dominating the um, league in ten years because he would actually be drafted by a decent organization in the late first round. They might, I think, we might they might want to aim for that guy, him or Mac Jones, Alabama's quarterback. They'll both fall, and there's already going to be at least like. Lawrence Fields and then BYU's quarterback Zach Wilson and North. They're all going to be off the board in like the first ten. Yeah. Yeah, so I think all Lawrence, 
Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Now you go ahead. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think. Well, Lawrence and Fields are probably going to go to the Jags and Jags and Jets, and they're they're just going to be ruined somehow. I just have a feeling. The hard thing is, if you're Washington, even if you take a quarterback later in the draft, Washington has not developed a solid long-term quarterback since Joe Theismann. Yeah, they, it's dysfunctional. They just, no matter who they've had, they had RG three. They had their high pick chances. They just haven't developed quarterbacks. And well, I'm as, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm an Eagles fan, so I, I, this may be coming across as me not liking Washington. I don't think the Eagles are that good at it either. <laughs> just saying, well, there's well, certain franchises that just don't develop quarterbacks that well. And as of late, Washington has been one of those franchises. Yeah, they well, they had Dan Snyder, and he's. He settled a $1.6 million lawsuit with the sex scandal, but that's the dysfunction. It's because they're very dysfunctional and they distract. No, because I think Dan Snyder just used to like to play fantasy football with the organization. And the minority owners were absolutely, like, angry at him. Like, they wanted to dump their stake earlier on this year because he's just such a dysfunctional owner. And it seems like, I don't know, this is – speculation but I think that they probably chose Haskins because he went to the same school that what's his face Snyder's son was there wait wasn't Dan Snyder didn't he have a lot more control during that draft too yeah, yeah I he think did so. in the first round oh yeah. no no wonder Haskins turned out like that Snyder is the anti-Midas of the well. NFL well, he did take Montez Sweat. He did demand for Montez Sweat. Yeah, that actually, yeah, that was that. Had, yeah, that, that actually was actually panned out pretty well. I know, but I don't think Snyder picked that. I bet you Snyder only picks the sexy pieces of the offense. Like if, like if you're an owner, you're probably not worried about the defensive line or a nose tackle or an edge rusher. You're thinking quarterback and receiver. And look at some of the other high picks from him, like Josh Doxson was awful. He proved to be a bust. And Terry McLaurin was actually a later round pick. He's he's the best player on the team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Should we should we call him should we call him Dwayne Football from now on if we ever have to uh, mention him in future episodes. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess I think that would be fine. I guess I guess I will. You don't have to. So should we talk <laughs> about the Jets? Yes, yeah. We've kind of beaten this Haskins Bush to death. So why don't we talk about the Jets? They won what, a game. What? All yeah, right. Winning a game Jets was a bad fan move on them. staff. What is your reaction? to the Jets getting their first win of the 2020 season. I'm absolutely pissed. Like, I'm still very mad about that for a number of reasons. One, because, like, well, if they started the season off like that, then I would have been really encouraged. So I don't know why they waited till week 15 to finally show some promise, but I guess that's Adam Gase's final gift to New York is finally just knocking us out of the number one spot. Well, all they need to do is lose and the Jaguars to win, and then they get the number one spot back. Yeah, yeah but the Jaguars haven't lost since week one. Like, they won week one. They've lost all the rest. I don't know. They've just been terrible. They're, tr- they're, ta- they're so happy. They're getting Trevor. 
It's terrible. Like, we were in such a good spot. It's just I don't know what happened. I don't know how you beat the – the team is one in the top division, the Rams. I don't know how you beat them on the road in week 15, and you just literally couldn't do anything the rest of the weeks. Just got blown out most of the weeks and blew some terrible leads. I was expecting to blow another lead like we did against the Raiders and Pats, but I was hoping, but I don't know. Oh, I wonder. I got a question. Why would you ever try if you're if the team's not going in the playoffs? Why just lose? Just lose because the there's a culture game? to be established. You don't want to establish a losing culture. The football yeah. players are there to win games, not just Even when they're not lose going to the and think about the draft. That's what GMs are for. Like yeah, Frank yeah, Moore is thrilled that that we won because he just doesn't like all the players really want to win and and. They're there. I mean, wait. I just thought it would have been better. Well, I would ask this for question the- for Rob. Hey, Rob. Yes. When the Eagles aren't going to the playoffs, do you cheer for them when they're when they're not going to the playoffs, or do you hope for them to lose? Um, it depends. Uh, as a fan, I understand the argument of wanting them to lose. The hard part is, I myself, not that I am a high level athlete, but I've been an athlete throughout my entire lifetime. And I know you, you can't, you're not going to go and play a game and try to lose the game. The athletes are never going to walk into that game and try to lose. Same thing as a coach, right? So even if maybe that's what's best for the team in the long term, nobody that's actively playing on the team wants to go 0 and 16. That's yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Also, it's, uh, Jack, oh. It's, it's, it's super embarrassing to go 0 and 16. And these athletes are super, super prideful. They're not going to want that to be on the resume. Think about even like a guy like Frank Gore. He's been in the league for years. He's got records in rushing yards. He's been in the league forever. Do you think he wanted to end the season, have his last season of his career be an 0-16 season? No, he even said that. I don't want to go 0-16. I know. Yeah. Thrilled also, uh, Jack, do you remember what happened with the Dolphins last year? after they, Yeah, uh, Fitz after magic. They, after they completely – they got completely blown up by the Ravens. Uh, I think that was week one. Multiple players demanded to the to get out of there. Oh, yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I think nearly everyone they traded was just became better. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the guy who uh, dropped the two-point conversion against the Redskins. Oh, yeah, he purposely dropped that because he knew he wanted out. And plus, if he caught that, he was going to get obliterated. Yeah, that was that was a pretty amazing play call, if you ask me. Yeah. All right. Now, since we've talked about the Jets and how they've destroyed their number one pick, why don't we talk about another quarterback situation in Philadelphia? All right. We have an Eagles fan here. What is your take on – Rob, what is your take – on Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Um, Jalen Hurts needs to be the starter for the remainder of the year. Um, and having said that, it's partially because he's played pretty well the past couple of weeks. Uh, but the bigger thing as an Eagles fan that I've noticed over the past four years, including this one, is that the bigger thing is Carson Wentz is not the answer. Um, he's just not the answer, right? So, I mean, he, you, you can see it in the team. I don't know if it's that he's not a good leader, but um, he was doing great in 2017. 
He goes out. Nick Foles leads the team to the Super Bowl. Next year, team is struggling. He gets hurt. Nick's full, Nick Foles comes in, wins out, gets him into the playoffs, beats the Bears, who were the number one defense in football in the first round of the playoffs, and honestly probably could have beaten the number one overall team in the NFC, the Saints, had Alshon Jeffrey not dropped the pass. That was a double doink. That was a double uh, but I'm not going to lie, it was partially blocked. So we'll just, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, was tipped. But in general, what I've noticed is just over the years, the team just plays better when Carson Wentz is not in the game. And I think regardless of how well Jalen Hurts plays, even though he's playing well right now, so you have to run with it, you just you have to move on because Carson Wentz has proved year after year, even though he has played well at times, he's not the right fit for the Eagles in the long term. Uh, yeah. yeah, he doesn't seem like a good fit there. Um, but I think they, they signed him to like a, a large extension. It's like he's, I think he's still got a big payroll, uh, big salary for the next few years. Yeah. So it would be 128 million for four years. And even they if they get rid of him, they still have to pay him like over 20 million. It's ridiculous. Yeah, if we cut him this year, I think, and he misses the next couple of years, we still owe him like sixty million. It's like a ridiculous amount. So why would Howie Roseman sign that extension and then draft Jalen Hurts that same year? Like, what? Why would he do that? That's the mystery that is Howie Roseman. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Fire Howie. <laughs> I think uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff going around about firing Doug Peterson, and I think that is oh, the good. most ridiculous. Howie Roseman's got to be. Much more on the hot seat than Doug Peterson. Yes, yes. Uh, Howie Roseman's made a lot of questionable calls, in my opinion. Now, if Jalen Hurts pans out, right, then I guess it all works out. But in the short term, it it is confusing for them to have committed such a large contract to Carson Wentz, and then to use a second round pick on a quarterback that it didn't really seem necessary at the time. I I'm with you there. No, because what I heard on first take was Stephen A. said that the Eagles were kind of conflicted as an organization about Wentz. Because, yeah, on the one hand, you sign him to the extension, but at the same time, you draft the quarterback as kind of an insurance policy to see whether he pans out or not. And they weren't – like, they don't have 100% confidence in him, or at the time they didn't. And now it seems like they have zero confidence in Wentz. Yeah, this is like the opposite of the Green Bay situation when they got Jordan Love in the first round and Aaron Rodgers has played MVP football. Now they just waste a first-round pick on Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers isn't looking like he's going to go out anytime soon. Look, if that's their guy, that's their guy. Like, one of the problems I had with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre is they're not class acts when it comes to being quarterbacks. Like, I actually talked about this in my Dwayne Haskins blog that aged like milk yesterday. Like, the thing with Alex Smith, which I really respect about Alex Smith, is that he has impeccable character and leadership. Like Not like Aaron Rodgers. No, you can, he has a track record. Look at the 49ers. You had Colin Kaepernick, who broke out under Alex Smith. Go to Kansas, Kansas City. He's there. Mentors Patrick Mahomes. And then the next season, Patrick Mahomes breaks the NFL. And about- now we're in – now we're in Washington. Um Haskins played well, actually, towards the end of that game, didn't give up. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like his maturity issues were resolved under Smith. But Smith, the point is is that Smith is willing to mentor 
younger players and Rodgers and Favre, like they just throw hissy fits about guys being drafted. Like this is football. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Smith can somehow make Kyle Allen pan out if, if Dwayne Haskins just is that much of a problem. Yeah. yeah, and I bet you Carson Wentz, as long as we're talking about this, Carson Wentz probably had the exact same issue. And this was a lot more serious because Hertz was kind of – it seems like Hertz was designed to give him some competition in the near term, like right now. Because Jordan Love is going to be sitting there for, like, what, the next couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they I, – I don't know. I was just confused because, I mean, I understand getting a quarterback and grooming them for a few years, especially behind Rodgers, but yeah, definitely was, like, distraught by that. Like, he even said he, would, like, got super drunk that night and he was just really pissed. And, like, he just – I don't know. He just couldn't really take it. No, he was – he wasn't – he was pissed because – because the guy's going to replace him. And Brett Barr was like, I'm here to win, not to mentor. Yeah. I know, but I think as you can be class acts and actually do that. I know it's not in the job description, but like, I don't know, it's just being a nice guy and helping yeah. the organization out. Having a veteran. And then my, another problem I have is when players get all mad about being drafted to a certain organization. It's like you're being drafted in the NFL, like this, like under, I don't know, whatever percent of college players make it. Like it's a really small number. And you're complaining, oh, I don't want to – like Trevor Lawrence and the Jets. Oh, I don't want to go to the Jets or I don't want to go to the Eli Manning did that. Yeah, Eli Manning did that. Exactly. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe maybe their egos just got that big from being in college football. Maybe your ego gets so big that you don't – you can violate COVID protocols and go go to a strip club after a loss. What an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> okay, but there was another thing I wanted to talk about. Since we have Rob here, what do you think about this fire Doug Peterson talk? Like, I saw this and I was astounded with Eagles fans. I'm not. I'm not on it. I I I actually love Doug Peterson um, as a coach. I think he's a great coach. Um, I think this year it's been a little. It's been tough. I think like when I watch when I watch the team play. I mean, they have a ton of injuries, so I think that's part of the reason the team hasn't played well. They've had a different offensive line, like, every single game. Um, and, again, going back to Howie Roseman, he has constructed a terrible roster. Jason Peters is terrible. It's time for him to go. I don't yeah. know why we have re-signed Alshon Jeffrey. Deshaun Jackson. All of these weapons that he keeps on signing, I think it's time to go. I think the team just needs to get young. Doug Peterson has proven to be a good coach. He's aggressive, at times overly aggressive. But I th- I'd rather have him be over-aggressive than too timid. And yeah, yeah. Roseman definitely seems Going forward, need to make a change with Roseman and keep Doug Peterson because I think they need to get rid of all their old talent. Don't re-sign Zach Ertz because you have Dallas Goddard. You don't need Ertz. He's an overrated tight end. Get, out, oh. get rid of Alshon Jeffrey. Get rid of Deshaun Jackson. Get rid of Jason Peters. Get rid of all these old players that take a ton of money off your payroll. Trade Carson Wentz if you can, even if it's for a third-round pick. And get the team young. Like, that's that's the easiest way that they're going to be able to succeed going forward. And I don't sense. see a better coach out there than Doug Peterson. Uh, 
I mean, Jalen. Yeah, I really like that Eric Benimi guy. He's really good. Wait, what do you think, Ben? Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders are both two very young weapons on the offense, but I definitely see that Howie Roseman hangs on to these old players way longer than their prime, and you know, just he doesn't want to give yeah. up on them when they After should. After like seven years, it's time to move on. Well, how about Deshaun Jackson and Howie Roseman is Jewish, and Deshaun yeah. Jackson goes on goes on goes on social media and quotes Hitler. Like, come on. Like, Deshaun Jackson is, like, three years past his prime. He should have been gone, like, that instant. I, I don't know. Yeah, they could have placed him with, like, some 20-year-old speedster. And they they have a speedster Jaylen in Jalen Rieger, but they should also – yeah, like, they, should, they need to get more young at the – Jalen Rieger is like Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> I think, think Jalen Rieger actually has amazing potential. I actually think he can be – I still don't think we should have drafted him. I still think we should yes. have taken Justin Jefferson. I think, I think they picking him was like picking Aguilar all over again. I, why do you why I do think, you harbor such bad feelings towards Jalen Rieger? I think Jalen Rieger's got so much potential. Okay, all right. So he's got potential. Uh, why do you think he has so much potential, Rob? Because Jack he's is fast, obvious disagreement. Right? I think the team just uses him wrong. Like they they don't get him the ball enough. He's a playmaker. You got to get him the ball in space. They don't do it. They just don't give him the ball. He could be, like, another deep threat like Deshaun Jackson. or I mean, and he's, like, fast enough he can play the slot, too, if they need. Like, they definitely could find ways to get him the ball. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, and then with Alshon Jeffrey, I think he's recovering from an Achilles injury. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and whenever that happens, unfortunately, your athleticism just goes. Like, that happened with Kobe Bryant in the, in the NBA. We had that with – uh, what's his name? Richard Sherman over on the 49ers. He's failed to get healthy. And unfortunately with Clay Thompson again in the NBA, hoping for his recovery there. Yeah. You lost, they lost one of the splash, splash bros. Thank you for listening to the Total Bro Sports Podcast.